0: You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Sprott Money News Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke. And joining us today is Rick Rule, who is chairman and founder of Sprott U.S. Holdings, sitting in for uh, Eric Sprott this week. Uh, Rick, thank you very much for joining us.
1: Craig, thank you for having me on.
0: It is a pleasure to visit with you, and uh, thanks for for, uh, pinch-hitting for Eric this morning. Hey, it's been a a real crazy week, uh, not only in the metals, but in the economic data. We had the U.S. employment report this morning that was just horrific, just a terrible report, and the metals have rallied. What do you think about the state of the U.S. economy and this idea of uh, interest rate hikes later this year?
1: That's a nuanced question. Yes, it is. Um, You know, the United States economy is vast and deep. And I'm reminded that someone once said, in a country this great can take a lot of ruin. Uh, Having said that, it shouldn't be having to endure as many blows as it is. The truth is that I believe that dislocations in the American economy from too much debt, from the whole litany of things that you've heard about before, will continue to weigh on the U.S. dollar and the U.S. 10-year treasury, and that gold will continue to do well. I think it's important to take a broader, deeper perspective of the question with regards to the gold price, though. Uh, The truth is, that in my experience, gold has traded over time contrary to the the direction of the U.S. dollar, and particularly the U.S. dollar is expressed by the U.S. 10-year Treasury. We look too much at the short-term narrative with regards to the gold price and forget that the U.S. 10-year Treasury, the benchmark U.S. instrument, has been in a 35-year bull market with the yield falling from 1980 at 15% down to a current 1.8%. Separate and apart from all of the other issues that, fa- that uh, face the U.S., this 35-year bull market is pretty close to an end, given that the, the interest yield can't fall very much further. If you follow the logic that gold trades contrary to the U.S. 10-year Treasury, and that the 35-year bull market in the U.S. Treasury is closer to the end than the beginning, then you have to conclude, I think, that a bull market in gold is closer to the beginning than to the end.
0: We've had a lot of people look at it this week, Rick, that it really this is not necessarily a start of a new bull market in gold, just a resumption of the previous bull market that just seemed to go it, through a correction.
1: Well, there is, an, there is an argument for that. The same situation occurred, of course, in that wonderful bull market in gold in the 1970s. The gold began that decade at $35 an ounce. Uh, Over four and a half years lumbered from $35 an ounce up to $200 an ounce. The narrative was the same, but the U.S. dollar strengthened, uh, much like the U.S. dollar did in 2011. And the gold price fell uh, through late 74, 75, from $200 an ounce back to $100 an ounce. Many of the adherents got shaken out by that savage decline in the gold price, and they missed a move uh, in 1976, from $100 an ounce to 1981, $850 an ounce. So there is an argument that the softness that we saw in the gold price from 2011 to the end of 2015 was the same sort of cyclical decline in a secular bull market that we witnessed in the the 1970s. I'm not enough of a student of market history to uh, argue one way or another with regards to nuance i am a good enough student of market history to note that the bond market having gone from a 15 percent yield to a 1.8 percent yield is closer to the end than to the beginning i only do really big math (laughs)
0: well what do you along those lines what do you think of this idea that u.s rates keep going lower because of the negative interest rates in Japan and in the Eurozone, and, and and could we actually uh, almost flatten the yield curve? If the Fed is intent to raise short rates, could long rates keep falling, and, and you see a flat or even inverted U.S. yield curve?
1: Well, I think there's two parts to that, and I think it's a really interesting question. Uh, let me begin by saying that the answer to all of the questions that I understood is yes. Hmm. Uh, I think that the strength in the U.S. dollar doesn't have As much to do with the strength in the U.S. economy as it has to do with the weakness of the competitors. My Mm -hmm. friend Doug Casey calls the U.S. dollar the prettiest mare at the slaughterhouse. Now, the truth is that uh, there are manipulated interest rates globally. Uh, Former uh, Fed Chairman Greenspan. Uh, once said that in a representative democracy where there are more spenders than savers, the truth is that the political consensus will always be on the side of the spenders and not the savers. Artificially low interest rates are a mechanism to transfer money from people who earn it to people who spend it. And w- one of the roles of gold has been throughout history to protect the wealth of the productive group uh, from the depredations <laughs> of the more numerous spending group. Mm-hmm. And the war that you're seeing, I think, in uh, in politics to control the um, private economies uh, has a lot to do with the artificially low interest rates you're seeing really all around the world. And I, I think that uh, the response in gold that you've seen so far is... In some measure, people beginning to wake up to what's happening to private savings as a consequence of politics.
0: You mentioned that response in gold, Rick. It it really does seem like things have turned here in 2016. And a lot of us are sitting there wondering, you know, gosh, is this different? Have we finally broken the downtrend? Here's a stat I'll just lay on you real quick. Last week, the last calendar week of April, price of gold Monday through Friday was up $60. But yet, as we sit here on uh, Friday, May the 6th, at the end of the next week, gold is actually up again a few dollars. Gosh, in, in past history, we would have given back at least half of the previous week's gains. Uh, as you look at the gold market, uh, do you sense that that things have turned? We've seen a sea change, and we finally have rounded the corner and put in a bottom?
1: Well, I understand that I'm partial to the gold narrative, so it's easy for me to say yes from a long-term perspective i think the answer is clearly yes again for the reasons that we've talked about because of gold trading inversely to the u.s 10-year treasury in the nearer term uh, i often defer to the investment strategist we have at sprott inc paul wong who's more technically oriented and really immune to the narrative that i and eric sprott always weave about gold uh, any time over the last five years that I've woven the narrative, he's always said, "Yes, Rick, you may be right, but it doesn't matter. Markets go down when there's more sellers than buyers, and they go up when there's more buyers than sellers. Right now, Paul Long will tell you there are substantially more buyers than sellers, mm-hmm. so it looks like in the very near term, gold is going higher. In the long term, gold is going higher. In the interim, uh, three months out, six months out, a year out, I can't tell you. The truth is." That bull markets need to have uh, contractions. They need to back and fill. Nothing goes straight up. And people who own gold need to understand the reasons why they own gold. And they need to understand that, as an example, a contraction from 1300 to 1100 is normal and natural and can occur. People need to think about gold in the context of protecting their purchasing power.
0: Exactly right. That is excellent advice. Uh, one last question for you, Rick. You're, you and Eric are almost legendary as as a mining stock investors and uh, mining stock executives and owners. One of those things that makes 2016 feel different is the huge run we've seen in the miners so far in the first four months of this year. They too are holding in there this week after a big week last week. How do you, in general, how do you feel about the mining shares?
1: I think if you own mining shares, particularly the mining shares where the stocks have met your target without achieving the corporate goals you set for them, that you need to begin to take profits here. In other words, if you're a trader, take some money off the table. If you are investing for the two- to three-year time frame, buy the very high-quality miners, uh, regardless of what category. In other words, if you're buying the large-cap ones, buy the best large-cap ones, the ones with the best balance sheets, the ones with the best operating margins. If you're buying the codes, buy the ones that have the proven management teams. Buy the ones that uh, are at least solvent. If you're buying the mid-tier producers, buy the ones with the great growth por- uh, profiles. By way of commercial, by the way, if you aren't willing to do the work to do that, Buy the Sprott Factors-based ETFs. Let Mm -hmm. us do the work for you and pay low fees. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. And as you look at it, like I said, having already moved more than 100% in the last 100 days, uh, it does certainly feel like things have turned the corner. I assume you feel the same way.
1: Oh, I do. I I think that gold has led the way. I think, really, frankly, the whole natural resource complex is bottomed. I think outside of gold. I think when you're looking at industrial materials and energy, that we're going to bump along the bottom and not really move decisively off the bottom for as much as 18 months. Uh, But I I think that gold and precious metals generally have led the resurgence, and I think the new bull market is certainly underway. I just want to caution people to understand that there's going to be bad weeks and bad months in the context of the bull market because the market necessarily will consolidate its gains and back and fill.
0: We always called it three steps forward and two steps back in the previous (laughs) bull market. Almost feels like it's more of the same, but hey, that's still better than down. Rick, thank you so much for spending some time with us on this Friday morning. I hope you have a great weekend.
1: A pleasure. Thank you very much for the interview. I enjoyed it.
0: And from everybody here at Sprott Money, a happy weekend to all of you, and thanks for listening.